You're listening to the Multifamily Market Watch for Washington State. Apartment owners who need to know, trust HFO. The leading source for multifamily industry news around the state, from Puget Sound to the Tri-Cities. With me today is Carl Whitaker, a market analyst for RealPage Inc., where he blends his passion for geography and teaching to foster a practical applied understanding to complex apartment data. Thank you for joining me today so much. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate you having us and good to catch up with you again. Uh, in your last quarterly report about Oregon, which is what we're going to be talking about, and mostly Portland metro area, you said that Portland's seasonal rent swing was not as pronounced in the fourth quarter as in many markets, and that retention rates were not quite as high as in other West Coast markets. Is that a trend that you're still seeing? Yeah, we're still seeing that. I think the good news with Portland is that the second quarter stats showed that the market found its footing a little bit better than what we saw in nearby Seattle. Uh, Seattle performance on the rent side basically stayed flat. Conversely, Portland, you got a little bit more lift, so maybe some good news there. Um, the retention side of the equation is interesting because while we are seeing more turnover in Portland relative to other West Coast markets, that's generally been the case over the past decade. I think residents in that market just tend to move around a little bit more than, say, San Francisco, Seattle, even Los Angeles, if you go down to the SoCal area. Um, now, having said that, I think the retention thing is uh, sometimes hard to talk about at a market level. And what I mean by that is that we see the urban core of Portland has quite a bit more resident turnover than, say, suburban Portland. And I think that's a pretty easy explanation. Whenever you have this much new inventory delivering to a market like that, or in this case, a submarket, uh, you tend to see renters that will maybe jump around and looking for concessions, you know, that they were in a lease-up property that down the block another lease-up asset delivered. They may be more willing to move their stuff across the street into the property offering, say, a one-month free discount. So some of that's more of an urban-suburban phenomenon, but you can still glean some of those market insights. You also said uh, in your last report that demand was coming in around average with A, B, and C properties all showing roughly the same rent growth. What rent growth are you seeing or forecasting for the rest of 2023, and is that still the case? Yeah, no, I'm glad you asked. I would say that the, the expectation for the second half of 2023 is that rents may be uh, cool off just a little bit. Now, that's not necessarily something, quote unquote, poor with the market. That's just normal seasonality, where in the second half of the year, you just don't see as much growth. The 2024 outlook is where things probably get a little bit more bifurcated. And what I mean by that is that uh, Portland isn't delivering as much inventory um, today as, say, three or four years ago in its downtown submarket. However, I do think there's still a lot of supply delivering. So I think what you're going to see is that select areas of Class A properties, i.e. suburban Class A, uh, that doesn't compete with as much new supply, that part of the market probably outperforms. That's where demand seems to be a little bit stronger. I think you're also going to see Class B demand in certain areas. Uh, Class B just kind of being your middle market product. Um, I think you're going to see that part, that, that part of the market stabilize and maybe do a little bit better than what we saw in the second half of 2023. Now, the Class C market, I think that's where some more questions loom large, um, especially when you start talking about things like NOI growth, if you have more turnover costs associated uh, with some of those units. Are the Class C 
Now, granted, it doesn't make as much of, of the stock as the Class A and Class B housing in that market. But if I had to if I had to put a pecking order on the 24 outlook, I would say suburban Class A and Portland does best, then suburban Class B, urban Class A, urban Class B, and then Class C. Okay. So you answered a couple of my other questions that I was going to ask you. And now the the one that I still had left here about Portland Metro was, is there anything else you'd like to report on uh, that you see in the data, uh, specifically including maybe Vancouver or the, you know, the outlying um, cities in the, in the area? Yeah, for sure. I think some of those outlying cities that are very suburban in nature, but maybe have a more um, more of the quality of life drivers are going to be the areas that probably have the strongest performance. I do think you have some suburban pockets where supply could be a little bit more of a headwind, but suburban construction just tends to be different than urban in many ways. It's a lot less dense. It's a lot less homogenous from a price perspective. In other words, a new product that delivers downtown today is still kind of competing with what delivered, say, 10 years ago. Conversely, something that delivers in Vancouver today is a very different product in many ways than what completed 10 years ago. So I think you just get a little bit more of a buffer from the supply perspective there, not to mention being suburban in nature, the concentration of the supply is spread out a little bit more. Um, the one thing I would mention with Portland that I think is going to be interesting to watch, and I, I, candidly speaking, I don't have a good guess on this as of right now, but the Portland economy uh, being somewhat tech-driven in some ways, but a little bit less tech-driven than, say, Seattle or certainly San Francisco and San Jose, the type of tech jobs that you see in Portland, with a lot of it being more manufacturing style, a lot more of the chip processing, et cetera, that's been a pretty resilient part of the economy over the past few quarters. There may be some questions there over the near term as you as you hear some of the uh, uh, some of the global pressures happening. You know, there's been some talk of some um, trade issues uh, related to chips in particular. That could be something to watch. Again, I don't keep up with that segment of the market enough to have a strong opinion one way or the one way or another. But I do think that that's a local influence for Portland that is maybe just worth keeping a little bit closer of an eye on uh, than some other markets nearby. And finally, do you happen to know anything uh, that you're looking at in terms of your, your data on Salem, Eugene, Medford, or Bend? So, great question. And I actually really like diving into the small markets. Funny enough, RealPage uh, actually has an office in Bend, Oregon. I haven't been up there myself, but I'm hoping to one day. Um, we see that Salem, uh, Eugene, Corvallis, those markets in particular are actually performing pretty well today. And I think a lot of that is because uh, maybe to a lesser degree, Salem, uh, but certainly Corvallis and Eugene have the big state-funded schools. We've seen those types of markets really perform pretty well, uh, especially as students have come back to campus. Uh, Salem just kind of has that slow and steady nature. Maybe some of the folks listening to this um, heard our Seattle interview earlier. I think Salem and Olympia have some economic similarities in, in some ways. Uh, and because of that, you see the, the, the trajectory of the market's rent growth and occupancy kind of match pretty closely there. The Bend market, we don't have enough data there to really confidently report on. So I don't, I don't know that I can offer too much on Bend other than that, again, we just happen to have an office there, funny enough. 
All right. Maybe it's a, is it a vacation office for people to go get out of the heat in Texas? They can enjoy the heat. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> and yeah absolutely. It's, it's our, I don't it's, know. It's our G5 office up there. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I'll get to visit one day. All right. Thanks so much, Carl. We appreciate you being with us today. Our entire office specializes in multifamily real estate, making HFO the largest multifamily brokerage in the Pacific Northwest. Your success is our passion. Build your legacy with HFO. Call 503-241-5541 or visit our website at hfore.com for more information. HFO is an affiliate of the Global Real Estate Advisor Network.